When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh, very much appreciate you joining me on a what is a very exciting day. I mean, the, quite apart from the you know huge, usual, large amounts of news around, but it is also um, Talk Radio's fifth birthday. It is five years uh, since we uh, went on air for the very first time back in, oh gosh, it feels like a lifetime ago now, 2016, five years ago. Um, I've been doing the breakfast show for just over three years now. It's been an absolute amazing journey and uh, I so appreciate so many of you who've been on board with us from day one. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, and also so all of those of you who've joined over recent years, um, we have we are absolutely staggered uh, with the increase that we have seen uh, in uh, in recent years in terms of listenership and feedback, and just cannot thank you enough for being on board. So hope we'd uh, well providing you with the the service, the news, the information, and the entertainment that, that you want, an alternative to an awful lot of the other uh, mainstream uh, broadcasters. And uh, long may it continue. So very much appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much for being here for uh, our little birthday uh, and I'm delighted that someone who's been here from Word Go as well uh, joining us here at Talk Radio for all the five years is security expert Will Geddes. Good morning to you. And a very good morning to you, Julia, and uh, many happy returns to everybody at Talk Radio Tower. Thank you, Talk Radio Tower, indeed. Although not, I haven't been able to tweet one of my pictures of, of wonderful, glorious sunrise because it's all a bit cloudy and miserable out there. Um, cloudy and miserable out there in a lot of different ways uh, over, over a lot of big stories today. Um, we're going to be talking about those protests that took place um, over the weekend, not just the violent protest in Bristol last night. Uh, saw some extraordinary scenes on the front page of a lot of the papers today, but also the um, completely peaceful protest that took place place uh, against lockdown in London. Huge numbers turned out for that. Um, and we'll be talking about that. Uh, although there were, as far as I can gather, more arrests in London than they were in Bristol because mm, different protests do seem to get pleased in very different ways. And I know one of your areas of interest at the Defence Review and the cutting of troops as well will come up. Um, first, I do want to talk about the EU vaccine wars that we are now very much already in. Uh, Prime Minister is going to uh, go for some serious diplomacy over the coming few days ahead of a vote uh, and a decision made at the, at the European Council of uh, European Leaders on Thursday about whether or not they decide to block exports from the EU to the UK of any vaccines, whether Pfizer or AstraZeneca. Oh, we've already had those threats being made. Um, this despite the fact that actually AstraZeneca mostly, thank goodness, most of their supplies for us are, are actually made in the UK. Um, 
But the fact that um, the EU is sitting on something like 14 million doses of AstraZeneca, which they banned for a number of days last week, the EU from actually uh, giving out to, uh, well, well, the individual nations, most of them banned uh, the EU that, that handing out those uh, those vaccinations. Um, they are basically saying that, look, we export vaccines to you. You don't export vaccines to us. So we're going to punish you for having been really successful with your vaccine programme. How well do you think this is going to go down? I think as we all would have expected. Um, I don't know why this is coming as such a huge surprise. Uh, in a time where everybody wants to get their hands on vaccine, inevitably there were going to be territorial wars, uh, whether that be the interception of cargo of uh, vaccines being transported across Europe. Uh, I'm surprised that we haven't had more of it, certainly in terms of small countries or certain countries where the the actual uh, vaccines are traveling through that they're actually stopping them you know this is this is nothing really that surprising we as the uk obviously have done an amazing job uh, it's some interesting developments in terms of the politics that are going on around this and i think there's also a, a large proportion of various governments that are fighting out other battles yes. they're using vaccine as a, a very convenient cover story well, this is it. I mean, this is the equivalent, it seems to me, of, of you know, two people running in a race and the person who's just rubbish and didn't bother tying their shoelaces before the race started, um, now now trying to um, sort of grab a rope and just pull back the, the runner who is in advance. I mean, th th these these are vaccines that, that, that have been ordered, paid for, contracted with, with Pfizer and with AstraZeneca, which we, we did first. We, we know The EU is going to EU. This is what the EU does. The EU decided, and all the big countries, Germany, France, Italy, Spain and others, they all decided um, that they would not order their vaccines on their own, even though they could sign exactly the same contracts we did. They decided they would all go it together because they wanted to prove that the EU had a much bigger negotiating position and would get their vaccines better, quicker, faster, cheaper and do a much better job. They proved as we knew they would, that actually the EU is a very slow, bureaucratic, terrible negotiator. They ended up paying uh, no cheaper a price than the than the, the, the vaccine uh, would have cost anyone else. Uh, and they ended up doing very slow deals very late in the day. And they signed very poor contracts, which didn't guarantee delivery, just best efforts. We, however, signed better contracts. You, I mean, our vaccine task force led by Kate Bingham, she got a lot of grief early on. For, you know, what the hell does she know about uh, vaccines? Well, it turns out she knows an awful lot about, about some procurement of supply so she ended up being an absolute hero of this um and this is simply the eu this is this is them just basically you know sour grapes isn't it they literally are just like we're going to stymie your out your vaccine rollout because you're making us look bad and exposing just how rubbish the eu is yeah, well, I, I think it's a combination of that. I think Kate Bingham definitely was off the starting blocks a lot quicker than other people. But uh, again, like I said, it's history repeating itself uh, in so much as when the PPE challenge uh, was first presented last year. Uh, there was, again, this territorial grasp for PPE. And I mean, I certainly know of a number of cases where PPE was being delivered into certain ports or locations in Europe. Um, the legitimate orderer was turning up to pick it up, uh, but it had actually been sold on to someone else by the time they arrived. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little well, bit like The that, Americans were doing that. Apparently, the Americans had their diplomatic officials standing around at airports. So whenever they, they're basically getting access, finding out where is a consignment of PPE going and literally paying in hard cold cash for yes. that consignment on the tarmac and getting it sent to america now 
you could argue whether that's right or wrong, but, you know, are those officials acting in the interests of their compatriots? Yes, they are. Now, it's much better if people do actually work together. But the reality is we are in a situation with our with our vaccines where Pfizer um, is, I mean, obviously it's made on the European continent. And it's the EU saying the EU is exporting to the UK. No, it's not the EU exporting. It's Pfizer, a private company that has developed a vaccine, is exporting it to their customer. Uh, it's a private transaction. It's got nothing to do with the EU. That's the crucial thing. Um, but also, we've got to remember the, the the contribution the UK has made. This idea that well, the well, the UK is the one that's not exporting. No, because we set up the factories so we could actually make the AstraZeneca vaccine in the UK. We do actually export components of the Pfizer vaccine, which we would be totally in our, within our rights to withhold. I think it would be morally wrong to do that. And I think we should definitely keep the moral upper hand and, and not do that, uh, even in retaliation. Um, but, but, but also, you know, it's, it, is, it was Oxford University that came up with this vaccine. And this vaccine, by the way, is, is the real game changer in terms of it doesn't need to be in cold storage. It doesn't cost, you know, 14 quid or 28 quid Moderna's, 28 quid a pop. We're talking about a vaccine that costs, you know, about a pound. This is the vaccine that can be rolled out among poorer countries cheaply and easily and is being sold at cost price by AstraZeneca sort of as a, you know, as a gift to the world. I mean, I don't know. I mean, and we are the single biggest contributor as a country to the uh, the COVAX plan to actually roll out vaccines to poorer countries. Um, we have contributed more than the whole of the EU put together. I don't know really how much more we need to do to prove that we are a a, a, a reasonable player in this game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also not only the, the actual vaccines, particularly by AstraZeneca, but the product that's actually created by the Serum Institute in India. You know, understandably, the Indian government are trying to secure as many vaccines as it possibly can for its own nation. So it is a little bit of... You've got to take care of number one. Uh, you can't be too benevolent with everybody else. But again, you don't close your borders entirely. And I'm not sure we're necessarily seeing that with the EU. Yeah. At the moment, it's being very controlling and it's trying to obviously use this as leverage. But as you and I both suspect, and I'm sure many of the listeners, uh, there are other axes that are being ground oh, yes. in the background. Yes. I mean, basically, we did the worst possible thing is we proved there was a benefit to Brexit. Da, da, da. <laughs> one of my favourite things, though, is, is watching the the massively pro-EU people, particularly commentators, who, who who are too clever to know, know you know, not to know better, how how desperate they are, how absolutely desperate they are to try not to actually blame the EU for this, which is their 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 sort of intellectual uh, sort of contortions are, are a joy to watch. They really are. Just admit it. We did better. I mean, look, we did worse on a lot of other things, but let's take the credit where it's due. Let's also talk about uh, where we're not doing better right now, and that is dealing with protests. Now, Saturday saw an anti-lockdown protest. Um, I've got to be honest with you, very, very tempted to join that before, in fact, I had my vaccine on Friday and there was way too ill to do anything other than lie on the sofa and moan and drink tea, which is and tweet, which is what I did on Saturday. Um, but um, the protest was completely and utterly peaceful. Um, uh, and I've known a number of people there. We're going to be talking to some other people who were there later in the show. Uh, and these were people just fighting for their civil rights, but in a peaceful fashion. Uh, at the very end, riot police were sort of sent in uh, and started sort of grabbing people. And then, of course, we saw arrests and and, and some violence. Um, very different policing of the and very different behaviour from the protests last night in Bristol. Now, this was a, a group of protesters who were uh, protesting against uh, the police and crime bill that's going through Parliament at the moment. This will actually crack down on peaceful demonstration. So they were, you'd think they'd had the sense to have a 
peaceful demonstration against this, but they didn't. Uh, they called it the kill the bill demonstration. And yes, a clever pun, and I get their point, but really, did that send the right message? Um, demonstrators, are more than a thousand of them. Uh, it was peaceful early on, uh, but very soon it did turn to violence. And we ended up seeing uh, officers suffering broken bones, police vans set alight, uh, the storming of a police station, uh, uh, windows broken and the like. And there's even, and I've seen the video of this, luckily you can't see too much detail, talking about protesters, I mean, battling with police with their shields, but also two protesters going and sta- sitting on the ground in front of of police wear their shields and I apologise to anyone who's eating their breakfast right now defecating on the ground in front of them I mean I don't even I mean there are no words imagine being those protesters parents or was my thought as a 52 year old but protesting violently uh, and attacking the police um as, as a protest against the crackdown on peaceful protests seems to me to be a bizarre way of going about things a little bit counterproductive, I think, to say that the, the least. I mean, we've got to remember that in the vast majority of protests or demonstrations on contentious issues, there is always going to be that rogue element that may turn up and cause problems. I look at the actual bill itself. I look at some of the constituent parts. And yes, one could say there are draconian issues there, but there are also preventative and protective measures against things like Extinction Rebellion when they took over central London in 2019 and various other places and literally brought the economy somewhat to a halt, especially for those that work within that local area. Um, But if you're going to term a protest as killed the bill, it's never going to start well. And you're also not going to necessarily invite people who are going to come along and peacefully demonstrate. So, you know, what that's kind of one of the reasons why, and I'm not really someone, I I try and operate in different ways than the the protests on the streets. I'm never sure entirely how much power they have. But for me, it's one of the issues is even when they are lawful is, is how difficult it is. You cannot control who the other people are. And and you, I don't ever want to be involved in something that has people, you know, and most protests now, they are taken over, they're hijacked by people who who will basically, you know, who, who will turn to violence for the sake of violence. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I don't think it really comes as a, a great surprise in terms of those, you know, agitators that are turning up. I, I, I do think it's reasonable for other protesters who are there with a genuine concern, genuine agenda, uh, there with the positives of trying to create change or certainly draw attention in a positive sense to try and alter whatever agenda it is that they're, they're protesting for, to work with the police uh, to ensure that their event doesn't get hijacked. I think there were legitimate arguments for the uh, Police Crime Sentencing Courts Bill uh, to be discussed. Uh, but what have we seen in the headlines today, Julia? We've basically seen law and disorder. So anybody who may have been sitting on the fence in terms of what their views and thoughts were uh, will probably be turning around and falling on the side of the police and saying, yeah. well, actually, there's probably legitimate reasons and good arguments for why this bill needs to come and in. And this is exactly why exactly it defeats the object. And again, there is there are very, very, very big concerns about that bill and very legitimate concerns about that bill limiting the right to peaceful protest. And I said that as someone who really had had enough of Extinction Rebellion and BLM and everyone else as well. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.